Welcome to City on a Hill Gaming, a 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons actual play podcast. We hope you enjoy our episode. Welcome back to City on a Hill Gaming. I am your Game Master Ryan. I haven't said that in a while. I am your Game Master Ryan, and we are back with some more 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons goodness. Different group of people. Well, they've, some of them have been here before. All of them have been on a recording before. Yes, all of them have been on a recording before at some point. We do something. We're gonna, we're gonna go back to a place we haven't been to in because Ryan's bad at scheduling. Roughly fourteen months. <clears throat> Everything's fine. Um, <laughs> it's been too long, but we're gonna rectify that now. So uh, joining me this evening, uh, James from Geek at Arms. Hello, everyone. Brian from Geek at Arms. Hello. Kyle from MinMax Podcast. Hey, guys. Mike from Mike Perna and all associated <laughs> Mike Perna properties. When did I become a brand? I should never be a brand. I don't like you as a brand. Mike, Mike, obviously from Inroads Ministries and the Bard and Bible Podcast, um, and also the Facebook group, The Tavern. Um, I do a lot of things. Yes. He does. He does many things. Um, Mike of the storyteller of Noah, uh, also a primary responsibility. Um, it's true. And and one more person that we'll introduce them in their character in a little bit. So so last time we played, this is a game. This is something different. I did. This is an island that exists on its own in our regular game world, but exists only with halflings and gnomes and warforged. Um, so you guys are sort of a conglomerate of of those races and some various classes, and you were sent on a mission to find some other people from the city you live in that had gone missing. You found them. You found a huge group of Aarakocra that fled from another continent uh, with their own protective giant bird creature spirit thing, uh, and they're being chased by a group of Goliath. And you decided, as a group, that the best thing to do to help them was to take a bunch of their feathers and some of the, the bigger feathers and distribute them around the island to try and throw off the track and trail of the Goliath. And I think that's where we left off. You're also searching for something else, but but that'll come along the way as you distribute f feathers wantonly uh, across this large plain. So, yeah. Um, okay, so, so let's just go straight with it. I like the idea that the feathers are just going to blow across the island, kind of like I imagine um, James's character sheet did. The literal physical in my head, because you said blew away. In my head, it's literally floating somewhere. There's like a two-page stapled together character sheet that just floats on the wind for eternity. As they as they spread the feathers around, a piece of paper flies in front of them. They grab and go, Hal, I think this belongs to you. you. I like the it's idea really that weird. It, there's just a kid somewhere that one day this is going to like smack him in the face. He's like, oh, I mean, I need a new character. Okay, that's fine. How? Yeah, okay, I can. And they'd be like, that. "Oh, I don't want, I don't want to play a halfling." Yeah, and they toss it again, and it hits somebody else in the face. It just makes its way around the world into various D and D games. It's like the. This is an animated short that needs to happen. It's like the rubber duckies that spilled into the ocean and then floated all over the world, except it's a, a character sheet. And yes, I would watch that. Can we get Pixar? Does anyone know anyone at Pixar? I might. This this feels like a Pixar like pre movie short. I know a couple of people at DreamWorks. That's also fine. <laughs> I'm not particular about my animation studios when it comes to that. Like, okay, I'm just gonna <laughs> I'm just gonna put this out there. I know that that's been a thing. Like, I know you. I've listened to your podcast. I know that it's not weird that you just made that sentence. But is no one going to address <laughs> the fact that we know people who know people at DreamWorks? 
<laughs> I was just going to casually gloss over That's it. That's a good point. That is, that is pretty cool. <laughs> I, I know a guy who probably knows some people at, at DreamWorks and Pixar. That's pretty dope. Yeah, you're not wrong about that. <laughs> I guess we can't just gloss over that sentence. Um, <laughs> that's not nothing. Uh, okay. How do you guys want to proceed with this? I envision the rolling of dice. For Always any number of any any number of skills to we'll say create distraction. Let's go with that. How 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 would the lot of you like to like to proceed? Well, I imagine our our ranger would be the the one to take point on this. Yes. So I say we uh, we grab some feathers. Let's break up into how many of us are there? Five of us. Uh, there are four right now. Four. Let's uh, break well, up into two teams of two. Half. Four and a half. Gotcha. I'm counting that um, as a half. Because with because uh, with Goliath around, I don't like the idea of anyone going off on their own. Split up into teams of two, and uh, one party goes to the north and the west. The other party goes to the east and the south, and we start spreading feathers to uh, to to lead them. Well, actually, no. Let's yeah to um. Spread feathers to lead the Goliaths away, far away from this area. Okay, before we go any further, because I did not think to do this before before we jumped into gameplay, why don't the four of you introduce your characters? <laughs> <laughs> that would probably be a good idea. Brian, who play you, sir? I'm playing Federnik, the gnomish fighter. Okay, James. I'm playing Hal Halfast Highhill, the uh, halfling ranger. Okay, Mike. I am playing this one the uh, to, to kind of even go the next step in case somebody is stumbling onto this one, which I don't know why this one would be your first episode, but just in case. Uh, I am an, an example of the fact that we are playing in a homebrew because I am a Warforged Paladin of the Creator. Yes. And and you have a companion. I do have a companion. I wasn't going to introduce him. I was going to oh, see if he showed up in, okay. in gameplay. But if you'd like me to introduce him, I can. No, I will make that happen. If that's an okay. option, I will make that happen instead. Oh, I, I am totally ready for such a person. We'll call him a person uh, to show up should it be you know required of him. Perfect. And Kyle. I am Kyle and I am playing Winnie Glenn. The uh, Druid uh, Circle of the Land. Excellent. Okay, now split yourself into teams of two and make with the distractions. Uh, Great, can I go with the big one? <laughs> I'd like to go with the big one, please. Fair enough. I, I think that settles that one. This one was also going to recommend the short one come with me. Well, we're all short ones here, except for you, my friend. So The especially short one. <laughs> but now I just feel I don't know if I want to go with you after all. And at that point, uh, in a weirdly kind of uh, sarcastic note, just because this one is always trying to to become a little bit more. I don't want to. I'm going to say he wants to become more human, but the fact that there is literally no human in this party, you know what I mean when I say that. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so every once in a while, he's kind of like Data from Star Trek, and that he tries. <laughs> He tries really poorly to try and acclimate himself, and so much like he, much like he apologized to the bees for being very heavy, this is his attempt at sarcasm, and he's going to walk up to you and literally just pat you on the head <laughs> in a very, very awkward slow motion. 
Well, you don't have to be patronizing about it. It's like it, it's like Big Hero Six. Yeah, <laughs> he just like poke, poke, poke. And then as soon as, as soon as you kind of step to him, he's he's literally just going to like crumple into himself and go. This one apologizes. Oh, it's all right. <laughs> and then he holds out his fist and goes, "Bla la 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 la." Boof. Have to put that gif on Twitter later. Okay, so I need each pair of you to make me each of you make one of the following nature survival stealth deception athletics or acrobatics oh thank goodness (laughs) thank goodness you saved me there at the end any any of the above from each of the four of you really acrobatics it's my highest one (laughs) out of the six i named yeah funny enough don't know why just to clarify on the record uh, I got very pretty, super mega awesome dice recently, yes. and I want to use them. So I'm not going to be rolling in the app. I'm going to actually be rolling physical dice. That's totally fine. It'll make a nice sound, presumably. Ooh, it also rolled a nice die for its very first roll. I got 17 in athletics. Okay. Uh, so then just Brian. 18. Okay. So each group Weird. has, um, at least a 15. So that's, that's workable. Um, so you guys kind of make your way through the jungle uh, in opposite directions from each other as two groups. And essentially what this amounts to is you probably have, you each have probably, I don't know, 20 or 30 feathers, some of them big, some of them small, most of them brightly colored so as to be obvious. And you, I presume, you, I tell you what, tell me what you do with them. What What is your athletics or, or acrobatics or the like lend to you being able to do to distribute said feathers like making it, uh, like, like making with the distraction. I will uh, use acrobatics to uh, shimmy up trees to plant feathers amongst branches and uh, in various parts of trees. So one, you know, more eye level with the Goliaths. Okay. And Love it. It'll make it look like, and then I'll use my knife to also scrape into the tree uh, claw marks like what you would see on an Aarakocra. To make it look like one perched there. Okay. And I will use my very high athletics roll to catch Hal when he falls out of the tree. Because <laughs> I think he had a six, which I think was a natural one. <laughs> I, I imagine this one walking into a field with a giant, like, comically large sack of these feathers. And literally just throwing it up into the air as high as he can. And just letting them tumble out. <laughs> Works for me. Uh Kyle. Um, so I think Winnie is trying to be clever about it and he's um, using sn- stealth to like sneak around like he knows predator habitats and things like that and the types of areas that predators would be so he's trying to like sneak into these areas and like distribute them here and there to kind of make it look like oh maybe a bird got attacked by you know some crazy predator of sorts over in this area yeah like over feathers. there okay, love it uh, Mike, you do notice when you toss the bag in the air, this is bag of feathers seems, we'll call it, I don't know, seven or eight light. Like you just, you don't see some you specifically remember picking up um, and you hear some noises inside you. <laughs> uh, and I, I believe you can open your chest cavity. Yes. Warforged tile. Uh, 
he doesn't often, he can, but he doesn't because he's very kind of protective. But uh, the relationship that the two of them have, he doesn't need to open. It, it, it finds a way. That's true. You, 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 you suspect that uh, there has probably been some in, interior redecorating done internally. Right. Um, and he welcomed it. He welcomed it. Yes, absolutely. As you should. Uh, that has quite the eye for uh, color. Um, okay, uh, so y'all were asking me. Uh, for those of you at home, the the character that was to be named later apparently is coming in very quickly. Uh, Full send, brother. Full send. This one has a friend. It was his only friend. It is that thing, which is a creature that lives inside of him. It's a little rodent-like creature. Uh, because we established that it was originally going to be a mouse, but this one's creator was kind of a cruel, vindictive, twisted little dude. And so who knows what kind of weird experiments he had. I imagine this thing kind of like the picture that Ryan uses on the map for that. Uh, that thing is a, a little albino mouse-like creature with giant stinking ears and big black eyes. Mm -hmm. He looks and, like something from Lilo and Stitch to me. Very much so. And so... Uh, it, I, I will let you tell me what that does, because being not me, he is he's technically being run by you. Fair. But he kind of I, I do want to establish what that sounds like, because, as I said before we started recording, I actually thought long and hard about what that sounds like. He kind of goes. That's exactly what he sounds like. You're correct. Sir. Okay. OK, after the descriptions you've just given of him. And the fact that you said that you opened up your chest, I am now visioning Stitch driving Optimus Prime. <laughs> I and my my first thought was, we're doomed. We're all doomed. No, I'm 100 percent in. I want that on a T-shirt. <laughs> it's like the Optimus Prime helmet, like lifts lifts backward, and it's just eighteen wheeler. I can't do Blue Punch Buggy in the same voice that you do Blue. <laughs> I'm I'm picturing him behind the, the mirrors in in Optimus Prime's chest. Uh -huh. He's got the Matrix of Leadership, and he's just desperately biting it and chewing on it, <laughs> trying to. Stitch, <laughs> love that movie so much, so good. Um, <laughs> love Leo and Stitch. Okay, so you so, guys. So what was there a, a thing to that you said that, that was missing feathers? Was that just kind of? collecting them he has he has that has individually collected feathers out of the bag like crawling up and down your arm as you've been walking and has picked feathers one at a time out and is crawling back inside you and just has distributed them mostly in a group together sort of as like a little nest didn't, um didn't we establish that these things were pretty huge <laughs> well some of them are smaller because they come from the oh, actual okay. aerococra and not the rock i was about to say this one is, they were also yeah they're just, pretty like, big, but... <laughs> they're just sticking out of the joints in my it's just like there's like three inches of feathers coming out of each separation. Nope, that's canon. That is canon. Yeah, that's, also fine, <laughs> that's also fine. That's um, also fine. So you guys make your way around, and you have an agreed upon point you will come back to. It's roughly where you started. Not very far. Um, Hal and Federnick, make me perception checks as you as you return to the area. Okay. Um, you notice... Okay, and actually... Mike and Kyle also make me perception checks. 
Let's do this two separate ways. Let's see. Okay. Ugh. <laughs> I don't see anything. I'm I'm busy trying to figure out how to move in light of uh, that's redecorating. It is stiffening up the joints a little bit. It's causing it. I, I just imagine that it, like he kind of looks down, sees that these things are happening, and again, in a, in a moment of trying to figure out what a non-mechanical being would do with this, he just starts very mechanically giggling to himself. Reasonable. Um, okay, so we'll start actually. We'll start with Kyle and Mike. Um, Winnie, as you guys are walking back towards that area, you notice right before this walks. Like, because he's kind of absorbed with his internals. Um, right before he walks smack into the side of a giant stone structure that looks like it's been covered over by years of, of brush growth. You you notice right, like, you, you, you grab him right as he almost walks smack into the side of it. Well, well, hold on. Watch where you're going, my uh, rather large friend. You're you're very close to where you guys started before you went to do the feathers, um, but you had not noticed. That's the wrong reveal area, Ryan. There we go. That's uh, you had not noticed this before. It appears to be some kind of giant structure that has just had the forest has grown over it. Hal and Federnick, as you guys get back to the same area, you don't so much notice the giant stone structure as you notice a person who appears to be we'll say sneaking around and surveying the area. That when you work. say person, can we tell exactly what type of person this is? Like, are, are they under the three foot variety or over the eight foot variety? Uh, I'm, I'm without being specific, certainly closer to the under the three foot variety. Oh, okay. Uh, she appears to be surveying the area. I exchange a glance with, uh, with, uh, Federnick say, Anyone you is this anyone you recognize? Not offhand, but maybe if we get closer. Uh, okay, and Dyra. Right, more sneaking it is. Dyra, make me a perception check. Nine. Okay. Um, so let me go ahead and introduce uh, this. Uh, the fifth member of today's game uh, is uh, Greg. Hello. This is Greg. Hey, Greg. Greg, Greg is our fifth for this evening. Uh, why don't you introduce your character? And uh, you don't actually notice them coming up behind you because you're absorbed trying to find giant stone building covered over by trees. I am Dyra Toscobble, the halfling rogue. Uh, okay, so any of the four of you, or actually any of the five of you, how do you want to proceed? I'm just going to... Giant stone building, also new halfling. You do you. Well, I know, seeing as I almost ran into it, uh, I'm going to basically start feeling around, or at least looking around at uh, what we have in front of us. Like, yes, it's forest covered, you said. Like, it's, like, overgrown and everything. Heavily. But that doesn't that doesn't mean that there isn't something that I might be able to find. Like, anything that's growing out of this thing has to come from somewhere. Agreed. So, yes. so I'm 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 basically just kind of looking around for anything that looks like some form of egress. Okay. Um. What is anyone else doing? Oh, the halfling! What brings you up here? 
the the ranger part of a house brain just went into crap. What are you doing? <laughs> You'll give us away. Oh, Dyer just turns around. Hello, uh, is Dyer somebody who would be in the uh, the upper class stratum of society? No, not low class either. Just very right. middle. Well, and Federnick probably doesn't know her, so he'll just stride forward, hold out his hand, say. I'm Federnick. Pleased to meet you. You are? I'm Dyra. Ah, good to meet you, Dyra. Hi, Wayne. Uh, I'm, I'm Hal. Hello, Hal. What, what uh, brings you all out here? Um, well, we're kind of on a mission. Giant bird feathers. Ah. Verlatoffel sent us out here to uh, hunt down another group that had gone missing a few days ago. Uh, Greg, you do know that name. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I know him quite well. So um, what are you doing out here? I am out here looking for a few temples. I am trying to find the Onyx of Majayo. Ah, well, that's a bit of a coincidence. I thought you were looking for birds. I didn't say anything about birds. Did you say something about birds, Hal? That was mostly just me joking. No, <laughs> no, but, but but someone did bring up, you know, giant feathers. Hi, that's me. The voice from the sky, I guess. Well, as as it happened, we we did find some bird, some people, some bird people. How white people with our longbow? <laughs> badly. Oh, yeah, yeah, badly. Incredibly <laughs> um, because because Hal is still slightly PO'd at Federnick and uh, just it was a half-hearted pull of the bow. <laughs> just slapped me with a bowstring. Yeah. <laughs> Give away our position. I, I intentionally Jeez. shot it three feet away from your foot. Yes, intentionally. No, intentionally. <laughs> I, I, I'm still trying to make adjustments to my character sheet, and it's. Apparently, if you just even look at something hard enough, it thinks you're rolling. Uh -huh. yep. <laughs> He's not <Yep>. wrong. <laughs> you can even look at it the wrong way in D&D &D Beyond, and it'll roll in roll 20 for you. <laughs> That's not a joke. There's a Chrome extension. <laughs> uh, you... I'm pretty sure like tomorrow I'll be on Facebook, and all of a sudden, you know, 17, 4, <laughs> what, how, why? A, a dice will roll across the screen like they do in roll 20. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, that's a 17. That's not bad. What I'm going to use it for, we'll save it for something. Um, okay, so Mike and Kyle, you hear voices, and you recognize at least two of them. Hey, wait a moment! Don't we know that those people that sounds? I, I hear someone, right? Do you hear it? I hear it. They they do not seem to be in any sort of peril. Uh, this one is occupied. Call me if there's any danger. Oh. Uh... Uh, all right, well, um, I'll, I'll just be over there then, and he's going to wander over towards the source of the voices. Yeah, and th this is literally, like, he's moving over, like, to be closer to where they are. Like, he's not heartless. He he wants, like, he's a paladin. He wants to protect them. But he also is very, like, there's a giant building we didn't know was here filled with all sorts of potential stuff that we don't know, we didn't know was there. That's so true. that's... That is this one's immediate threat. This person, they seem to be having a jovial conversation with, or at least, <laughs> or at least the fact that we ch change everything into jovial conversations. 
one or the other. Yeah, I mean, um, such such is the podcast life, I suppose, for us. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, so as long as it remains cordial, this has got business. Okay, yeah, I tell you what, you find a lot of stuff you can pull off of the building that comes away pretty freely. Uh, this is a pretty large stone structure. This looks like a small fort, uh, like a small stronghold. You also find that near the near the side, there seems to be something else that's covered over by by more overgrowth. It's not as big as the structure, but it's pretty good size, and it looks heavy, but it's still uh, covered by, up by stuff. This one, especially if if it's discovered that this stuff kind of tears away pretty easily. That that's where I'm going. Okay. Uh, you guys see Mike sort of come around the corner from the tree, and it looks like he's pulling the brush away from whatever this giant thing is over here. Well, it looks like he's found a building over there. I believe that. I believe that's what I've been looking for. So, Gregory, uh, Dyra knows there's there's this particular stronghold is the stronghold of the Shadow Paladin, uh, former member of the society you guys are from who basically spent his life patrolling the jungle. And he rode a large black panther everywhere. He was a halfling. Um, and this was his final stronghold before retirement. Uh, and as Mike continues pulling away brush and leaves and also foliage, it's the new stuff and things and also boxes. Um <laughs> You find a giant, not giant, fairly large, um, heavy stone panther statue. It appears to just kind of maintain residency outside the the stronghold. What do with the giants? I mean, the giant statue is not going anywhere, but like, you also think there's an entrance behind the giant statue. Not like hidden behind it, but like, the entrance to the stronghold is behind the statue. This one is basically looking at the door and just kind of acknowledging its existence and just watching if there's anything bad about to come out of it that needs a dealing with. And uh, seeing the large uh, statue, uh, Federnick is going to... I'd like to make an arcana check just in case it's some kind of guardian of some kind. Go for it. Ooh. Okay, 19. Um, on history, um, you know that this statue is probably just something the Shadow Paladin had created for outside his stronghold. Um, make, go ahead and make me, anyone who wants to, make me an actual Arcana check. Dyer is just going to run right over to it. Uh, okay, so we have... Okay, so... Both Federnick and Ira realize there is some kind of aura emanating from inside the stronghold. It's very faint, appears to be magical in some sense, not not the almost like um an aura of like enchantment, possibly. Uh, and like I said, there's a door behind the statue. And Ryan, you said this is kind of like a crumbling structure, right? Like how crumbling? Or is it like, are there like gaps in the walls where you could kind of like enter from another way? Or is it still, it's still reasonably good, solid? It's still reasonably solid. If you've okay. played like, I don't even know if they're still in the current version, but in older versions of Minecraft, you had the jungle temples that were like overgrown and hidden, but not falling apart. Sure. Okay. 
still still structurally sound, just obscure. Uh, if if you wish to enter, there is no reason you from a you think from a structural stability standpoint you don't think you don't think there'd be any problem with that. Sure. And I should have mentioned this earlier. You think, um, Federnik, when you were last talking to the Aarakocra before you left, they did not know where the Onyx was, but they believed it to reside in some kind of large structure on the island. All right. I should have been more specific about that. So what do you, what do you fellas think? Should we uh, look inside this place? Walk inside the decrepit old building guarded by a giant cat? Sure, why not? What could possibly go wrong? I don't understand the problem. It seems if this new individual that has joined us, I, this one believes you have joined us? Yes. Yes. Then it, it appears to me, to this one, that should this other person have information that the thing that we have been sent to obtain is in this building... Possibly. It, it only makes sense that we go in an effort to attempt to possibly find it. Well, this one, I propose that you and I go first in case there's any kinds of creepy crawlies down there that would like to munch on our friends. This is a given. Okay. Um, as you proceed in, make me either perception or investigation. Or stealth, if you prefer. <laughs> Seeing as this one has literally disadvantage on stealth. Uh, Ooh, armor, right. Yeah, I'm a I'm a giant metal dude with giant metal armor. So uh yeah, giant I clank. I literally I literally clank. Federnik does too. What what did you say? Investigation or what? Uh in perception, investigation, or stealth. Well, <laughs> of all those things, perception's at least a positive. That's <laughs> at least a positive. And true to form, yeah, no, this one doesn't see anything. <laughs> nope. Okay. Um, we'll go. Okay, so that was Brian and Mike. So James, Greg, mm -hmm. or Kyle? Any of the three of you want to make checks? Uh, arcana checks, or what was the other one? Uh, perception, investigation, or stealth, as you are now entering uh. the stronghold of the Shadow Paladin. I might be a rogue, but stealth is not what I will be doing here. Mine is investigation. Ooh, okay. So we have a 16 perception from Dyra, a 16, you said investigation for Winnie? Yep. And a 19 perception for Hal. Okay, uh, a couple of things you guys notice. Pretty decent size structure. Uh, does not appear to be trapped. Does appear to largely be empty. It actually isn't that many rooms. Uh, they're mostly empty. You do notice, you find one room in the back. And it appears to be probably the chambers of the Shadow Paladin. Uh, you find a couple of things. There's a bed. There's a table. Most importantly, you find three things. You find a map, a book, and a small panther statue. Like small, like hand-holdable hand, hand panther figurine. Hal is going to uh, take a look at the map. The map appears to be of the island. And it appears to point... It, it, it shows you where the... The city of Enjoru is um, sort of where the gorge that protects it and all, all those things. Uh, it also shows you the location of at least two more of these type of stronghold structures. 
Um, both of them, his has a little mark next to it that seems to indicate, cool, this is this is fine. Uh, the other two seem to have marks next to them that indicate maybe not okay. Maybe, maybe problematic. Uh, and they're both... One is back near the gorge, the, the giant chasm that separates the jungle from the city. Uh, and then one is uh, sort of closer to uh, one of the smaller mountains on the island. Probably both uh, less than a day's journey. And both of them are circled and have onyx written under them with a question mark next to it. Okay, so two more, uh, two more cat temples. Potentially and, cat temples, yes. Yeah, potential cat temples, I think. But uh, it's going to take a while to get to each one of them if the thing that we're looking for isn't here. Uh, and then you have the book and the tiny figurine. I'll go for the book. Uh, the book appears to be a journal of some sort. Um, oh, there's a fourth thing. I forgot the fourth thing. So the book appears to be a journal, probably of of the Shadow Paladin himself. Um, it appears to be a chronicling of his last few years protecting the jungle. It makes note of two other strongholds. The stronghold of the great Kreza. Uh, Kreza, anyone would like to make me a history check for stronghold of the great Kreza or stronghold of the Gorge Trithless? Uh, I will take history, or we'll just go history. <laughs> Ooh, that's a five. Okay. We have a five, and we have a natural 20 for a 23, and a natural one for a five. Okay. All right. Metternich um, was not paying attention that day in school. No, he wasn't. <laughs> Strongholds are, are only talked about on that one Tuesday in that one year, and he just completely spaced that day. Uh, it's okay, and, all the notes. Yes, Dyra Dyra took all the notes, uh, and uh, Winnie appears to have taken a fair few notes uh, himself. So, the the first thing that sticks out to you is the name Great Kreza. Great Kreza, also formerly a member of the city of Injoru, um, did not leave on positive terms. Took a bunch of other halflings and and gnomes with him, and left to start his own smaller protected city in the jungle. Um, not under great terms, and no one's really had any communication with them in a couple decades. The the group you work for, the Injanu, have kept sort of an eye on them, loosely. Um, they seem to maintain their small stronghold and don't really seem to leave. Um, the second, the stronghold of the Gorge, Trithless. Trithless is a word most of you know. Um... So there's the giant gorge, 200 feet wide, 200 feet deep, that separates the protected city from the rest of the island. Uh, and living within that gorge is the giant Trithless. Uh, the giant Trithless being a large uh, lizard, sort of somewhere between lizard and, and wyvern-like creature that is not fond of anything being anywhere near its gorge. The stronghold was built in an attempt to sort of protect that area from the Trithless, um, that gorge, that, that uh, stronghold is now abandoned and largely is where the Trithless resides. The Trithless won. And no one has since attempted to, um, rectify that situation, shall we say. 
Uh, and then you guys think the stat, the little little figurine is actually what was giving off the um, aura earlier. Uh, if anyone would like to make another Arcana, or if you have suggestions for other roles, feel free. Well, I do have that Artificer's Lore. Oh, that'll work. Intelligence checks related to magic items. Oh, perfect. Um, okay, so, so this is a... So does that... Does it give you a bonus to the check? It gives me double uh, my profession, proficiency. So okay. there's the roll. Roll away. 15. 15, okay. Um, you know this is a figurine of wonder... Wondrous power. It is a small panther statue. It would likely um, turn into a panther for the period of roughly six hours. And then can't be used for several days. And it, it is black and sort of an, sort of an obsidian color, and it kind of glows purpley. All right. So... This is a magic object. It will probably turn into a large panther that will obey your, your wishes if anybody wants it. I don't feel any particular need to use it. Hal suddenly has a vision of himself riding a giant panther through the woods and says, uh, I'll take it. Works for Fetternick. me. Fetternick tosses it to Hal. Oh, well, I just, yeah, okay. Well, I had myself muted, but that's fine. Um, in chat, stats to panther for, I guess, Hal as Hal is now possessor of Tiny Panther Statue. Awesome. Um, ba -ba -ba okay. So yeah. Oh, there's also a large... It almost looks like, um, like a woven tapestry hanging on the wall. And it appears to be the panther from out front. And seen on top of the panther appears to be a halfling in full black and purple armor. Likely the shadow paladin of whose residence you are now standing inside, I suppose. Um, okay, what do? So it seems uh, evident that we should probably visit uh, these additional two strongholds. My vote is for the... Uh, the Gorge Triflis one, because that seems to be more likely where I'll be able to hit something. <laughs> my okay. Focus, my vote is whichever one is more to the left. <laughs> Who's Hal left? Holds, Hal, Hal holds the map askew so that it, it, it looks exactly like it's to the left and says, look, <laughs> and so it is. Let's go. Technically, as you look at back at Injoru, from where you're standing, technically, yes, that one is the one that is more to the left. <laughs> I suppose. Yeah, that, that works. We'll go with that. Uh, okay, so if there are no objections, I'm just going to assume you guys will head to the one to the left. Yeah, this one goes yes. where the little ones go. Fair enough, that's reasonable. Um, you can follow me too, if you like. You have to realize, compared to this one, all <laughs> ones are little ones. That is accurate. Hmm, You're probably around I seven suppose. feet, yes, Mike? This this what? is around seven feet? Uh, did I, I... I don't know if I actually quantified it, but I know that, that they basically go up to about eight or nine feet. Okay, okay, that works. So I, I, I was generally considering him 
because he didn't he wouldn't the guy who made him wouldn't want him to be excessively large because he was a gnome oh sure <laughs> but but he he also wanted this one to be his muscle so he would make him sizable fair and and Federnick is excessively tall for a gnome and he's very proud of it yeah i respect that um okay so I'm just going to assume that's where you guys head. So we're going to move maps real quick. Uh, you should now be on a much rockier looking map. Yes. With another small building. Indeed. Uh, so basically where, where you are, you have, it, it takes you about a day. Uh, I assume you spend the night here because it's pretty late. And then you leave the next day. It takes you close to a day to get to back towards the gorge. But this isn't the part of the gorge where you would typically cross from the city. This is much farther to the north. This is not an area where there's a normal crossing. This is just part of the gorge. Um, there are some people who come and go from this area uh, to harvest things from the jungle on occasion. That's sort of where they ran into the issue with the gorge trithless. But um, yeah, you see what appears to be the edges of an abandoned uh, strong. Okay, perception checks. Ooh. Love throwing these checks that this has no business making. I need to look at your character sheet at some point and see what stats he actually has. Ooh. I actually got a 19. There you go. Kyle, Kyle, good. Uh, and I think James actually may not be back yet. Um, okay, so that's a 6 for Fendernick, a 19 for Dyra, a 19 for this, a 22 for Winnie. Baller. And that's Winnie's middle name, actually. <laughs> Winnie. Oh, wait, <laughs> wait, what's Winnie's last name? I don't have. I don't have any Glenn. Winnie Glenn. Winnie Baller Glenn. Fits. Cannon. Are you? Are you from the Throbmorton Ballers? <laughs> <laughs> My mother was a Throbmorton Baller. I think I know your grandmother. Yes. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. The Throbmorton Ballers sound like a roller hockey team to me. <laughs> I like the idea that in Injoru, gnomes and halflings have a very competitive roller hockey or roller hockey scene. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know it. Yeah. If you if you ever break out and and city on a hill starts covering other systems, if you ever do anything remotely cyberpunk, I was like, is there a roller derby game? <laughs> you know what? In the indie role playing world, there probably is. Wait, hold on. That's what Google's for. Um, roller. Wait, what'd you say? Derby drama is the first one I found. Roller Derby RPG system. Derby? Yep, that's a sentence I just typed. Huh. <laughs> There's also Roller Girls. Oh, Roller Girls versus. Excuse me. Yeah, like I said, in the indie RPG world, if you can think about it, there's a role-playing game for it. <laughs> the question that follows is, have you checked DriveThruRPG.com yet? No? Okay, check there. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, one of these is literally just you just roller derby. With dice. <laughs> you, just, you just roller derby. <laughs> one to three teams of one to three players each. Interesting. <laughs> what the crap did we stumble into? What happened? I came back at a really weird time. <laughs> Imagine you, could, you could adapt the rules from Car Wars for roller derby. That, that would work fun. too. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I made a rep uh, because uh, Kyle rolled real well. 
and I made a reference to it being Baller, and we decided Baller was his middle name, uh, but it's actually his mother's maiden name. Um, and we determined where she was from, and that Baller is actually their roller derby team. Yeah, no half, joke. Halflings and gnomes have say, a deep roller derby tradition. I will say, in the first game I ever played of the Invisible Sun system, uh, you you build this alternate reality. And one of the things that, that we created was that one section of town was literally being protected by a roller derby team. Look, that doesn't seem that f- like that far-fetched to me. It Just was kind of amazing. Life. I'd probably be okay with that. We had, we had so much fun with that one because we literally had uh, one of the things was a house that while everything around it was like blown out and torn down, it was like this perfect 1950s sitcom house. And... Oh. Literally every one of our characters said, yeah, we don't go there. <laughs> no, that's a mistake. <laughs> Probably not a good place. Um, okay. Uh, where? Boop, boop, boop. How? Um, mm-hmm. I think, what, what did I say, guys? Perception? Yes. Perception yes. check. As you have arrived at the stronghold. That seems unlikely. <laughs> Two natural 20. Okay, so you guys are good. Um, you, you notice a few things. Uh, one... Uh, you hear a, a low, loud grumbling sound, like of a large creature. And then you also hear two distinct similar sounds that are much higher pitched and sound smaller. And they're slowly climbing up the side of the, the gorge oh. in your general vicinity. Hal's going to uh, put arrow to string. Yep. Uh... So I'm going to put you guys back here a little bit so that you aren't, like, directly up next to it. Good plan. It's awfully kind of you. Well, since I just kind of randomly slapped you up there, it probably would be a little unfair. Um, So (laughs) peeking its head over the edge uh, towards you is a giant Trithlus. Oh. And crawling up the side of the... uh, What's this word? Gorge. The other thing. Edge? Ledge? Cliff. Stronghold. That's the one I wanted. Ah. <laughs> Got there. Um, are two slightly smaller baby Trithlas. Baby's a relative word. They're like y'all's size. Oh, oh good. <laughs> Nothing says fun times like angering mama. Yeah. <laughs> Hal, she had... Hal thinks like, you know, as much as it has seen a bear defend its young, and this thing, yeah, no. The Gorge Trithlas so had like, babies. Crap. Nothing I mean, quite like being nobody, second generation nope. Gorge Trithless. Nobody move. Nobody. Nobody. Draw its eye. It's with its babies. We need to not be seen. That's not real easy. Uh, also, you appear to see an entrance to the uh, the stronghold over where that marker is. There's a door. I say, let's try to uh, try to make our way to the door. Just you know, fly casually. <laughs> I expect nothing less. Um... <sighs> Mama climbing over the over the edge. She doesn't notice you yet, necessarily, but she will very shortly. Uh, unless Federnix just dead set on hitting something. 
Uh, well, he doesn't want to get his friends eaten, so <laughs> that's not. Nothing. I was like, "Yeah, Federnick, go, 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 hit it, go hit it, I'll... right behind <laughs> you <laughs> the whole time." I mean, he Way wants to start a fight. <laughs> he wants I'm... to start a fight, but he won't because Hal's a chicken. I'm gonna put it. I'm gonna put it this way. Um, this one is not usually one to pick a fight. He will often try to get out of it because you know. You'd think a, a paladin of the creator is not real not real keen on destroying things that don't need to be destroyed. Fair. That said, ain't no way Metal Man is going to sneak past this. <laughs> <laughs> also fair. Oh, wait. I, I have an idea. Uh, just uh, hold on. Um, and Winnie is going to cast... Mirror image on himself. Okay. There we go. This can only end in glorious tragedy. <laughs> a lot of questions. Six gnomes are obviously more more stealthy than one. <laughs> so the math checks. So out. three um, basically duplicates of Winnie all just like sprout and and spread out and are all standing there and then. Um, of the three of the now four witties are just going to start like creeping in the opposite direction of the building, um, basically south based on the way the map is laid out now, and move. Yeah, oh, there's four there. Okay. Why have him do stealth? I'd be having him do cartwheels and leapfrog. <laughs> yeah, well, once they get away from us, then they start like moving a little bit more um, sporadically and, and aiming for more noticeable motion. Okay, so the Winnie trifecta makes its way south. Um, <laughs> you certainly do have Big Mama's attention. Um, she makes a, a sort of unusual grumbly noise, and the two smaller Trithlas climb back down the gorge. And she climbs over towards the Winnie trio. <laughs> it's a Winnie barbershop quartet. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't move real Winnie over there. <laughs> but you can't have a barbershop quartet without Winnie to sing lead. You only have a bass, baritone, yeah. and a tenor down here. You need someone to sing lead. You know what? They're they're just going to have to get by. These guys have practiced. They'll they'll figure it out. But you can't do it'll, music it'll without be, a lead. It'll, it'll be thin, but it'll work, okay? It'll be fine. Okay. What are the other... Five and a half of you do while the doppelgangers start singing show tunes, or I don't know something from Beauty uh, and the Beast. Little man can't stealth, but I can. <laughs> right now, you all can roll. I will say either stealth or stealth to sneak, athletics to move real fast, and because of the distraction, you can all do it with advantage. So far, so good. I got a sixteen. Perfectly fine. Yeah. Once more, Kyle. Oh, right. <laughs> Advantage. Good thing. Hey, hey that's, that's a 20. Okay. Um, at some point, as you're sneaking away, uh, that pops his head out of your or your shoulder, looks at the three other Winnies, looks at you, looks at the regular Winnie, looks back at the three other Winnies, gibbers at you for a second in frustration, and then crawls back inside. <laughs> <laughs> I, can I just say I officially love the fact that we've made that more than just a mouse for moments exactly <laughs> like that. 
<laughs> yeah, look, I mean, it, it becomes what it becomes, and that has become a lot. That has be, has basically become, you know, in-universe Stitch, and it makes me super happy. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so what you see in front of you is a giant stone stronghold um, with a door that appears to be very large and heavy and bolted. Openable, theoretically, but very large and heavy currently. What do? Uh, you lift it. You've literally pulled this one in two different directions. His instinct is to get between the, the monster and his compatriots. The other one is, I'm a big dude who's pretty strong. I could probably lift it. Hey, I've, I've, got, I've, I've got my eye on, uh, on Beastie over there. So you do what you got to do, big guy. Well, I, I, think, I think this is immediate one, especially if everyone else is running over there. I think he's going to prioritize being the, the metal wall of defense and see how they do. Yes, if you're also our automatic door opener. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm a, I'm a giant metal man with a two, with a two handed battle ax. I can do it. <laughs> I just, again, this one's, this one's whole, you know, I don't want to say programming cause he's warforged and that would lead to some, Terrible philosophical question. Yeah, that was, that was, that's a that's a place we don't need to go. But, 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 uh, but if you open the door and we can get inside, then we won't be in as much danger as we are right now. Okay. You never know. Maybe I could open the door. I was going to say, Feder, you also have, feel like that, you have a decent strength score. If you want to give it a go, give it a go. That's why Al, Alex and Feder goes, yes, big guy, you should open it. He's you want gonna... uh, just a, a straight strength roll? Uh, yeah, athletics is fine. Athletics, if you prefer that, he's gonna, gonna be the same. He's thing. gonna, he's gonna Oops. nat twenty. This dude's watching. Still rolling advantage there. That would be outstanding. It'll be a nine. Uh, it budge a little, not enough. Possibly two person job. And you say it's bolted? Is it still locked? Uh, not locked so much as just like giant heavy timber brace. Somebody want to give me a hand with this thing? As soon as as called, this would definitely come over and help. This needs this. <laughs> hey, Kyle. Yeah. Read read me. Um, what was the thing? You what was that called? Uh, mirror image. Read me mirror image for a second. Sure. Let me, let me pull it back. I was here. wondering about that. <laughs> It's been a hot minute. I need a refresher. Okay, so three illusory duplicates of yourself appear in your space until the... Oh, no. Until the duplicates move with you. Until the spell ends, the duplicates move with you and mimic your actions, shifting position so it's impossible oh, to track right. which this images... Isn't... Yes, this that's isn't right. The other totally one. This isn't minor out. illusion. This is mirror image. Right. It's okay. Right. It's fine. <laughs> I do actually, because I'm a forest gnome, I do have minor illusion, so I could do that instead. We'll pretend it's minor as... illusion then. Winnie has used that more recently than Kyle has played a druid. So. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, okay, so as as you guys begin opening the door, and you do open the door, um, you see the the Trithless is now uh, has attempted to bite one of the Winnies. And nothing's really happened. Has attempted to breathe what looks like not so much fire, but just a burst that just kind of like forces the the illusion backwards. 
and then has started swatting at the third one and just seems very confused by all of this. Um, but Big Mama is occupied currently. Uh, okay, so you guys open the door and step in. Everyone... Let's not say perception this time. Let's say... Um, hmm. You guys make... Wait, 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 let's see. Let's look at some, let's look at a statue because Ryan doesn't remember all the uh, the skills anymore. Um, insight, investigation, perception, stealth, or survival, or arcana. Yeah, any of those six. I think. I got a fifteen for okay. arcana. Whoops. Ignore that second roll. Okay. Um, James, you guys are certainly not the only one in this building. Um, Greg, you smell something sulfury. Oh. Um, Mike. Marky. Wait, what did, what did you, what did you actually roll, Mike? You rolled Arcana? I rolled 15 on Arcana. There are several things that give, a. Uh, sulfury smell um sulfur elementals some other kinds of fire elementals giant rock and stone based creatures any kind you know of those kinds of things how how pulls the uh you know pulls the bow up aims it down says weapons up everyone we are not alone uh, and you think there's a second lower floor to this building Is that where the uh, where what the smell seems to be uh, wafting up from? Largely, yes. We have to go down there, don't we? You also hear a rumbling noise. Uh, a, a, a rumbling of movement, not a rumbling of like building falling apart. I should have clarified those two things. <laughs> Sorry, earthquake. <laughs> a, a rumbling of of something large moving around, and you almost hear you almost hear what you think is a voice. Can't make out words, but there's a heavy voice downstairs. That's always good. It's fine. So can it, it, we literally just hear a voice? Like, we don't hear what that voice is saying or anything of the sort? No, it appears to be confusion and surprise, but nothing specific. Oh, so someone's just as messed up as we are. Fantastic. It's fine. Uh, there's a staircase <laughs> over here. Pretend there's a staircase over there. I would imagine that there's no way that this would sense the danger there and not go running down the stairs. <laughs> okay, you guys make your way down the stairs. I'm assuming very cautiously. <laughs> cautiously, yes. Cautiously, perfect. <laughs> uh, um, if you like. Uh, unless you guys want to do something. I'm, I'm open to other suggestions. I'm just, there is something downstairs. <laughs> Federnick's going to walk down those stairs like he owns them. Okay, fair enough. Cautious <laughs> is for other people. It's fine. That's um, right. So when you get to the bottom of the stairs, you hear the, the low rumbling voice again, more clearly. Who disturbs me? Show yourselves. 
You have the honor of facing Frederick Singh Sing Sung Throbberton of the Spitalit clan of gnomes. Who are you? I was I was gonna make a joke, but the thing happened before I could make the joke. <laughs> I don't know what just happened, but it's the best. Oh, yeah. I wasn't anticipating that. No. Al realizes he's going to die because Federnick is having a midlife yeah. crisis. Literally. <laughs> literally not, only, only, he kind of mutters in a way that only that can hear it. But he's basically going to be like, this one just knocked out the dents from last time. <laughs> so, so what you see... You see a giant chair, and seen in the giant chair is this lovely lad. Oh, what do you hmm. say, lovely? <laughs> Look, it's a relative oh, term. Oh, for the people at home, you don't know what kind of evil he just spit at us. It's a giant, like, stone. If Mount Doom had arms. He's <laughs> <laughs> not exactly wrong. Yeah, that's a reasonable assertion. Uh, it, what appears to be in front of you appears to be some kind of large elemental creature but like that talks and also uses chairs super good super glad this is happening super glad i made a tanky character who always wants to defend little people who can't stop talking <laughs> so he, lo he looks up at you no halfling or I, oh, I love how he just kind of let that one drag out. Sounds mm -hmm. Why do you disturb my place? You search oh, now, for something. Say, now he's quiet. Thank goodness Federnick now is quiet. <laughs> <laughs> We're looking for a rock. Have you seen it? He looks at his arms. <laughs> I don't understand. How how looks at uh, Diara and says, "What what's the name of the the thing again? The 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 onyx of 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 Majora's mask. What is it called? <laughs> it's called that now. <laughs> it's the onyx of Majayo. Yes, that thing. Tell him. <laughs> I knew this would happen one day. Ah, you little ones. You always misunderstand. There is no stone. I am the Magio. I, I knew it. This was never going to say anything, but Mike the player knew that's what this was going to happen. Cool. Why cool. do you search okay, so, hey. for me? I have only ever Ooh. served your kind for one reason. And that time passed. Why do you search for me now? Well, whatever reason it's for, you have to admit... It beats just sitting in a chair all day. I like my chair. But you are correct. I, it's a lovely chair. It is somewhat lonely here. Yeah. Good news. <laughs> Good news, everyone. <laughs> you know, those bird people never did say what they wanted the rock for. Do you say that out loud? I say that to Hal. 
but yes, out loud. Bird. Yeah, people. but you know, we really should have asked, so that's partially on us. Clarify bird people. Well, they're they're people, but they're birds. And there's a really big one, a rock, with them. You mean Aarakocra? Uh, they didn't say. You you know they're Aarakocra, yes. Oh, okay. Then yes. <laughs> Why okay, are so... they here? They do not belong in this land. They have their own land to the west. They were driven they were were they driven here? They they were driven yes. here. You remember they were driven by the Goliath. Yeah. They were driven here by an enemy, by Goliaths. Mm. And now the Goliaths have followed them here. Here. Yes. His eyes flare, the crystals on his black back glow the second someone says the word Goliath. Oh, he, good. he look mad. Mm. He leads them again. So uh, I think I think we covered this the first time. It's been a literal like year and a half, so I may be mistaken. Um, Hal and Fenernick, I believe at one point you were told when when you were told that there was the possibility, like when you when you determined that there were the Goliath. You know the I, Goliath I, leader is called the Goli. Goli was the original Goliath, and now it's a hereditary term. Cool. I, I have the name Tranthel written down in notes that I found. Is is that their leader, or is that just one of their commanders? That was their, their foreman or sergeant. Okay. I think you guys spied on them for a little bit. Yeah. yeah. I think Goli is the, the stylized face on their, uh, their crest, right? It is. Mm-hmm. He is, he is the original, before there were a go, group of Goliath, there was Goli. And from him, all other Goliath come. Yeah. He has been gone for probably literal millennia. We don't know if they're chasing the Aarakocra. We don't know if they've come to take this land over or what. We just know that they're here now. <clears throat> and they're coming. They will not stay. He points, he, he walks over towards um, this left wall, and on it you see there's sort of a shelf. It's one of the only things that look like it actually belongs in this, like, was there from when someone set up a fortress, originally. The rest of it's just decayed or been destroyed over time, and obviously he doesn't, you know, need tables, crates and barrels of things. He just really likes the chair. Um, and with his big rock fingers, he pulls a book off and throws it at you guys. Not hard, like tosses it at you. Learn your history, little ones. Uh, so the book, this thing old, this thing real old, older than any of you, maybe older than your city. Um, surprisingly good condition, considering it's just been seen on a shelf for several centuries um it tells the story of the time before the halflings moved the halflings and gnomes moved to injoru when they lived in the land known as solitude you know from your history classes in school that you mostly stayed awake during that um <laughs> the land of solitude is now primarily the home of two groups the goliath and the aarakocra um Originally, you 
gnomes and halflings live there. They fled from the Goliath. The Aarakocra did not. Now the Aarakocra have fled from the Goliath. And it tells the story of the last time the gnomes and the halflings were in solitude. Um, yes, that is just loosely a Skyrim reference. Um, <laughs> I needed something to name the Goliath region, and I like that word from from it. I mean, obviously just a word in general, but I like it from Skyrim. Um, and it tells the story of this great cinder elemental who fought in one-on-one -on -one combat against Goli. His name was Majayo. And he was a giant onyx-colored cinder elemental. You think at some point through the years, that's probably been poorly translated, and what you guys were expecting to be a big rock um, is actually this guy and all his cindery and sulfuriness. I mean, as long as he's with us, I don't mind that. <laughs> Do you know where they are now? The Goliath. Um, Hal's going to show the map that he got from the last temple. And uh, do I have a basic idea about uh, where? You know where the beach from? was. You spotted them last yeah. time. Yes. Yeah. So I point. This is where they landed. And they've been spreading out from there ever since. Mm. Then we go. You will come with me, yes? Yeah, we we hope they're still there. Um, about that. You will take me to them. I oh, will make absolutely. them leave this land like I did before. We we just we may have kind of possibly lured them away from from there, though. He looks confused. Um, oh, I don't think all of them are going to be chasing the feathers. feathers. Well, that's true. Good point. Not to worry. Let's not get bogged down with who was spreading feathers <laughs> where. Details. It's just details. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Very well. You will find them. And then you will bring me to them. I assume you do not wish them in your land. Good assumption. Yeah. Then so shall it be. Go. Find them. Bring me a location. Also, figure out a way to get my chair out of here. And also me, because it's a very small stairwell. He doesn't say any of that. I just, I had a, I had a feeling and I just went with it. How yeah, did he get down here in the first place? We don't ask those questions. It was built around me. <laughs> Um, has anyone watched NCIS? Yes. Okay, one of the main characters has a habit of building boats in his basement, and no one in the 17-year <laughs> history of the show where he's built, I think, five different boats, different boats, has ever explained how any of them left the basement. They've asked. Yeah, they explained it. Did they? They left up the house. Oh. What? They put the house on. They they put part of the house on Jacks and jack it up. Did I, I miss an episode, or did you make that up? Oh, I feel like I missed an episode. Yeah, it was like the first like five seasons. 
they talk about it somewhere. Oh. Maybe that's one of the ones I only watched like once. There's a couple of those episodes I won't rewatch. What is happening in the comments right now? <laughs> this is like the Pixar <laughs> thing all over again. Yeah, well, more closely than that. For the listeners, I have worked on NCIS. You actually have worked on it. That's awesome. I love NCIS. <laughs> He, he, he digitally lifted the house to get the boat out. Yeah. How can I not remember that part of the episode so clearly? It was clearly Brian's work. It was in the credits. House lifting by Brian. <laughs> I like I like that it doesn't put animation by Brian. It puts house lifting by Brian. <laughs> I like that much better. It's not it's not so much that you did the work. It's specifically what work you did. I think that the a, credits would be so long if they did that. I think, but I think it would make the credits more interesting. It's like. Moved house, not, you know, the proper 3D <laughs> graphic design done by. Uh, oh, okay. Um, so you've made a, I'll say friend? You've made an ally. We'll go with that. Giant rock dude that makes me look like the rest of this crew and he didn't smack us like a bug? Uh-huh. I'm gonna call that friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a reasonable use of that word. Because... Um, Hal's been sitting here this entire time looking at him going, I don't think arrows are going to work here. Nope. <laughs> no, they will not. You don't know until you try. Let's not try. <laughs> Let's not try. I know what will happen if I shoot arrows into a fire. <laughs> this is where I'm going to ignore the Yoda instructions and we're going to do or do not. We're going to do not. Okay. Um. What? Do, okay. So you made a big stone friend. Probably. Um. Do you want to go look for the Goliath, or do you want to try and lure the Goliath here, or what do? I think we just take this guy to their uh, uh, campsite. They looked like they were setting up. Yeah, I'm with Federnik. Let's just take him straight there. You do remember them looking like they were setting up for the long haul, and that like small patrols were going out. I would say if if there's any kind of I wasn't there for the I don't, I don't think I or where was I was that in the tree? No, uh, no I think this was, was actually the first, first session. I, I was about to say you because you you guys had a session before this one showed up, so yes. this one was not present for that. But I, I would say that if if hearing this discussion, like if anything of this is happening even remotely in a in character variety, that this one would say that. If they're going out, it means they probably intend on returning. Yeah. You know what? Okay, the 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 rock. Do you yes. think that it's healthy enough to do a flyby? <laughs> sort of like a surveillance? <laughs> no, 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 no. It goes up in the air, nice, you know, makes a lot of noise, you know, displays its feathers, gets all the patrol's attention, leads them back to their camp flies right over the camp, and while they're busy looking at that thing, going, why, why did it come here? Why did it fly here? They turn around, and Mount Doom on wheels comes rolling up on them. Rolling on, rolling on spinners. Okay. I Doesn't that can... sort of uh, defeat the purpose of not putting the rock in danger? Didn't we run all over this island spreading feathers so that they wouldn't know where the rock was? Just a thought. Yeah, Both but they're about to have comments. a living avalanche come down on top of them. So, <laughs> and as yes, as sure, Greg but... says in chat, uh, rock dropping rock. Yes, <laughs> potentially. 
or we could ask for just a bunch of birds, you know, a bunch of the uh, followers to do a, do a flyover, you know, not be in harm's way, but just to get all of the patrol's attention, lead them to one place. Okay. I'm not, I mean, I'm not opposed a, to it. When he does have a point, though, that our purpose was to uh, sow confusion and prevent them from even knowing that the Aarakocra and the rock were where they were or if they were even here. So... I, I get where Hal is going with, I mean, obviously that would get their attention. That's what they're searching for. Um, but also, yes, danger. Puts them, puts them in unnecessary risk. Okay. Should, should this plan need to be enacted, this one makes a recommendation. This one is, is believing that it seems that the other Aarakocra would do pretty close to anything for the Rock's behalf. One would think that as they were throwing themselves against us, it, there may be a few of them that if it would be in service of keeping the rock safe, they may want to just have a small band that would draw attention should that be called upon. Okay, so you know hey. where to find them. So, uh, quick question. The, um... I look at the, uh, the, uh, at, um... Uh, Ryan, who the one who made the uh, barbershop quartet? Winnie. Winnie. <laughs> How effective is that spell? Oh. You, I, um, you, you made I made copies of myself? Yeah. Could you make uh, a, a flying rock? I, I don't think I can do anything quite that big. No. Uh, that's a little... This small things, small little distracting things, sure. Large things. I mean, if, if you wanted to use my tricks to run all over the island. Oop, you cut out there at the end, Kyle. You were good up until like those last two sentences. Oop, wait, he may have been gone completely now. He's still there. No, I don't think he is. We may have lost the Kyle temporarily. Um, he said he was he said he was having bad weather. Um, okay, so essentially your your supposition is to like minor illusion some Aarakocra to draw attention instead of using actual Aarakocra. Am I correct in this? Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's it's a bit of a risk. I still think the rock would be the uh, is the one thing that we know for certain is going to draw all of them. And if it flies high enough, the risk is minimal. But uh, the Aarakocra might do the same. While this one is confident in his healing, this one also does not think that the rock should be flying based upon the healing that this one provided. Fair enough. I guess we can head back to the cave, find out, maybe find out what the rock is cooking, see if it's anything good for dinner. <laughs> Have we literally gone a session and a half without making the joke of smell what the rock is cooking? It's because yes, I try to avoid rock jokes on this podcast. <laughs> Uh, I mean, yes, you can go back to the Aarakocra cave, absolutely. Um, do you wish to take Majayo with you? Yes. I, I would say yeah. that we should, if for nothing else, then, you know, Big Beaky Danger Bird is outside still, and I would love Big Rockman to protect us from Big Beaky Danger Bird. Stands to reason, yes. Um, okay, so we'll assume you travel back to the cave. Um, 
with big rock man in tow. Um, he's very grumbly about the fact that you're not just taking him directly to the Goliath and doesn't entirely seem to understand why, but he's along for the journey. Um, okay. Oop, there we go. And I'm doing all this from memory, but I believe this is correct. And there we go. There we go. Okay. So it takes you guys quite a few hours, but you come back to the giant Aarakocra living cave uh, full of Aarakocra and also the giant rock. Um, and he... The Aarakocra looked confused because you're back, but you brought a big rock man with you. This one believes there is a phrase, be careful what one asks for. <laughs> I do not under... This apparently is Maj Ayo. The Onyx. Uh, one, one of the Aarakocra looks at you. The Onyx of the Maj Ayo. Hmm. I, we expected yeah. an actual physical um, um, rock. Funny I mean, that. Technically totally. he is. Yeah. Our apologies. We did not know... He seems friendly. That's good. We we did not send you with the intention. Uh, my apologies. And he bows to you and then also to Majayo. You look familiar, large one, from the art of my people. Majayo kind of looks at him. This is not surprising, little one. Many centuries ago, I defended your people. They tell me the Goliath are here now. So my journey begins again. Uh, okay, do you guys have questions for them, I guess? How? Let's, let's just say, what do? So I explain to uh, the, the, uh, the rock, um, that uh, since uh, Big Boy here wants to basically take out the Goliath in one swell foop, we want to use uh, volunteer Aarakocra or possibly illusionary Aarakocra to, uh, to uh, lure all the Goliath patrols uh, that are out and about because of a brilliantly executed feather plan. Sure, sure, like you do. Lead them back to the coast, to where they landed, so that a, a they can, uh, you know, get 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 a uh, get pompeyed by Majayo <laughs> here. Uh, okay, so you see a couple of them step forward. Uh, we have our own magi. I believe they can assist you with said illusion. And three or four of them step forward. I would recommend you take them with you. Perhaps, yes, do as you said, and then perhaps the great Majayo will do as he has done before. He just, Majayo just has a big smile on his face now, relatively speaking. Well, one thing I do want to ask uh, Majayo is uh, when, when Federnik and I scouted them, we counted like somewhere around close to 200 of them. Now, I'm not doubting you um, and your, you know, brutishness, but can you handle that many? 
You want to say brutishness to him? You are not wrong, little one. We will require assistance. I will leave that to you. So you guys have a couple of options. We're going to we're going to stop basically now. But you would in theory have a couple of options. Obviously there are more sort of scout units like your own. Um maybe some of the Aracokra and you also know there are small other pockets of people who live on the island um sort of in their own isolation who well maybe not as sociable towards the bigger city do not would probably not be thrilled with the idea of the goliath rolling in heavy How, however the group of you would like to proceed with that as the majayo awaits the smashing <laughs> hulk smash majayo smash potato potato that should be what we named this episode. The sma or the next one that comes, the smashing. The smashing. Majayo <laughs> smashing. Um Okay, I think we're actually gonna call it here. So gentlemen, thank you. Um thank you. we'll run down the list and hopefully get Kyle either in on this or hopefully because I think Kyle can at least still hear us even if he can't talk back to us. He can hopefully either talk now or send me an audio recording later with all pertinent information. Um so you guys just tell us where you can be found on Twitter, what other projects you're a part of, and I will put all the links in in the giant description at the bottom of said episode. Mike. The simple answer that can get you everywhere you're gonna find me is inroadsministries.com. I-N-N roadsministries.com. I literally have links to everything there. <laughs> and that includes uh both podcasts presumably yes it does game store profits and barden bible and you can even find saving the game there <laughs> we'll try kyle can you hear me now we can hey that's a win yeah i'm getting some bad weather so uh, it's things are a little wonky um i am kyle from the minmax podcast um you can find us uh basically at minmax pod on all of the socials um otherwise you can find me personally on twitter uh at stainbrook kyle i'll admit i'm, I'm not on very much so if you want to follow me great if if not i don't blame you <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a response to that one. Okay. It'll be in the description. Go follow them. Min Max is much more interesting. I'll put it that way. Follow them all four. All four of them. Yeah. You, Ashley, Allen, and then the, the show. Yeah. We'll put them all yeah. in the description. Um, Sounds good. Brian and also James. Well, we are at Geek at Arms, geekatarms.com, at ArmsGeek on Twitter, and James, Facebook. Uh, Facebook.com slash Geek at Arms. And Brian, uh, Christian Gamers Guild. Ah, uh, yes. The Christian Gamers Guild uh, has been defending uh, Christians against gamers and gamers against Christians for nigh on 20 years now. They can be found at Christian-Gamers-Guild.org. Excellent. And Gregory? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at TAOS777. And you can catch me every few weeks on the Nerd of God Daily Devo. And I possibly have some other things in the works as well. Excellent. 
links to all the pertinent things in the description. Uh, gentlemen, thank you. And presumably because I left you on a cliffhanger, you have no choice but to come back again. Um, it's not that hard of a sell, trust I me. I kind of figured it wouldn't be. <laughs> uh, so at some point in the future, this is part three of the Enjuru series. There will presumably, uh, hopefully, be a part four, possibly more. I don't know. There's always more things for the Majayo to go smash. We can make that happen. Um, so so stay tuned for that. We hope you enjoyed this. Cityonthehillgaming.com, at City on the Hill Game on Twitter, um, uh, or wherever you get your podcast. Go to subscribe to all the... We just mentioned like a half dozen podcasts that are all real cool. Go click those subscribe buttons. Uh, follow them on Twitter. Thanks for listening to City on the Hill Gaming. For more information, you can find us online at cityonthehillgaming.com, email us at cityonthehillgaming at gmail.com, or find us on Twitter at cityonthehillgame. For more information on saving the game, you can find Peter, Grant, and Jenny at stgcast.org or at Saving the Game on Twitter. Thanks, and have a blessed day. Special thanks as always to our Patreon backers, Ashley, Joanne, Tony, Andrew, and Christina. We really appreciate you guys. Make sure, uh, let's check audio real quick. Brian. This is Brian speaking at the tone of voice that he will probably use during the game. Is it too loud? Is it too quiet? We'll never know. Testing one, two, three. Perfect. <laughs> Mike. Hold on. I, I promised you something next time we were recording, but I didn't look it up. So get somebody else's first. James. <laughs> <laughs> this is James recording at about the level that I will be from the distance from the mic that I usually do. And how's that sounding for you so far? Seems perfectly fine. Kyle. Good. Man, Brian and James, you guys sound all professional. I know, right? I'm, I'm recording at this distance, and I know exactly how I'm going to speak. I always, like, I'm going to talk like this, and then we I, get into something. I'm like, I'm going to talk like this now! <laughs> I'm recording at 128.8 KBPS at 411. <laughs> <laughs> Usually Alan handles all that stuff. I just talk and make sure I stay on axis. That was a heck of a flex right there. No, I oh, like it. That was I, good. It, this is a sign that we've, we've been doing. It's been so long since we've done this. Am I recording? Recording? Yeah, no, my no, 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 you're not. I am. Okay, I just wanted to make sure because I mean, I can. That's a thing I have at my disposal. We have done that once in two and a half years, and one person recorded everyone except themselves, and so we never aired that. Oh, that is. I, I, I had that happen to me. I had that happen to me. One guy did it without headphones, and so literally everybody was on his his end. Well, no, everyone was on his end in my case except him. Oh no. So I had, because it was Shanine Thompson, her husband, uh, Tony from the Nerd of Godcast, and Scott Higa. And Scott That's managed horrible. to record everyone but himself. That's horrible. And so we played D&D &D for two and a half hours, and, and it's never it going you. anywhere with it. Because oh. you literally only have three of the four party members for the entire thing. Because it was literally, it was two days before it was going to go up, and I'm like, oh, I should probably edit that. Uh, where's Scott's audio? Oh, Oh, oh. <laughs> thankfully we i had already recorded something else with somebody else and i'm like how many okay this is what's gonna air never mind um audible <clears throat> we're fine um okay uh okay. mike mike totally for yeah. the first time audio check yeah i promised you i i think it was either in the tavern or on twitter or something that when i was going to do a sound check with you next i would recite a certain piece of yes, glorious literature i do remember this yes
Blade with whom I have lived. Blade with whom I now die. Serve right and justice one last time. Seek one last heart of evil. Still one last life of pain. Cut well, old friend. And then, farewell. Okay, remind the prayer me. of Sir Orin Neville Smythe. What is that from? Flight of Dragons. Oh, okay. It is literally the last thing he says before being bathed in dragon fire oh, and throwing his sword, also bathed in dragon fire, through that dragon's heart. Love it. Flight of Dragons, if you've never seen it, make it happen because it is, it's dated as all get out, but it is glorious. And it's as John Ritter is a unlikely hero. Oh, this animation style. Interesting. Yeah, uh, James James Earl Jones Ooh, is James on the Jones Red Wizard. I do love James Earl Jones. Uh, I can't remember the actor's name, but uh, uh, Colonel Potter is it's... Carolinas the Green Wizard. <laughs> I do love Colonel Potter. Harry Morgan is his name. Harry, Harry Morgan, Morgan, yeah. According to, according to Wikipedia, uh, IMDb. Huh. Yeah, no. That, Potter. that dude was awesome. The movie, the movie is fantastic, and I will go on at length with anybody who wants to, to talk about what? that later. But that what movie, is, <laughs> what movie is this again? The Flight of Dragons. 19 and 1982 animated fantasy movie. I'm down. I'm totally down for this. And it's Rankin and Bass animation. It's Rankin oh, Bass, yeah. Nice. And it's James Earl Jones and Colonel Potter. And, That's and an the, unlikely duo, and I like it. it. It's it's also one of those ones that it says based on a book that it's only very loosely based on a book. <laughs> like it's literally, literally based a, on the Earthsea books. Literally a uh, a I want to say he's like a biologist of some kind. Asked himself, so theoretically, how could dragons, if they existed, fly, breathe fire, etc.? And so he created a book called The Flight of Dragons, in which he literally broke down how it is biologically possible for those things to happen. I kind of want to read that now. They then created a, a cartoon, Rankin-Bass created a cartoon where there are two worlds, the world of science and the world of magic. And there is, yeah, I'm just going to leave it there. It's so great. <laughs> Interesting. 